Intention Training Podcast, where we talk about training, mindset, nutrition, wellness, and self-care. Hey guys, welcome back to the Intention Training Podcast. This is episode 10, and today we're going to talk about visualization, meditation, and relaxation. So we're going to go over a few a few strategies to implement that into your day-to-day, whether that be like just going to work or preparing for a meet or preparing for a hard session in the gym. Um, but before we do that, we're just going to do a little recap. So what's going on in your life, Roy? So I had my first powerlifting meet um, this past weekend. Overall, it went really well. Um, I went eight for nine. So for those of you that aren't super familiar with powerlifting, basically you get three chances there are three lifts squat bench and deadlift and you get three chances to lift the most weight you possibly can um and i got eight out of nine of those which i was pretty happy with um i did get in a little bit of trouble for swearing when i missed um my last bench so that wasn't good um i said the f word and the judge was not happy but that was just kind of like a a reflex for me but other than that it's pretty good um, I squatted 342 I believe which was a PR for me deadlifted just over 380 which was a PR for me and um, benched just over like 205 and like I said I missed that last one which was unfortunate but at the end of the day it's not about the numbers um, and it was a great experience had some family come out to support me. Um, Jen was great as a coach, of course. And overall, it was really good. If you have any interest in competing in powerlifting, I highly suggest that you get involved um, sooner rather than later. Looking back, I definitely would have... Um, I, I probably should have done a meet sooner, just based on... You want to get used to the environment and the, what's required of you in terms of there are certain commands you have to follow in order for the lift to be counted and it's a lot different than just lifting in the gym so if you have any interest i highly suggest you get involved as soon as possible and if you have any questions about that you can reach out to one of us Mm -hmm. so that was the powerlifting meet um it was a success um and then this past week i started spring semester back at school so i've got um, a semester this spring, I have to take one class this summer, and then I am hoping to finish up next winter, which would be a semester early, which would be great. Um, and then I started a new internship at the training house, which is a private sector like performance facility. Um, they have physical therapy, chiropractic, um, sports psychology. They have yoga. There's a basketball court, but like a like forty yards of turf. It's a really cool place, um, and I'm feel super grateful to be there. Uh, it's been a good experience so far working with some higher level athletes um, and some younger aspiring athletes. So that's been really cool. And I'm, I'm learning a lot about how to kind of mold an athlete when we're talking about the younger groups and then how to work with people at the highest level, which is really cool for me. It's I think it's going to be a good experience. So that's what I've been up to. Um, what's new with you? Um, so I am in the middle of my last trimester at Carlton. Um, I guess nothing is really new except I'm looking to take on clients late March, early April. So I have a few people lined up already, but if you'd be interested in that, like, let me know. I am taking on beginner level powerlifters. I have, oh, 
probably about eight or nine meets under my belt. And I've been involved since about 2012. So if you're interested at all, please don't hesitate to reach out. I don't want to speak for you too, but I don't want you to sell yourself short in that. I think you have a good knowledge base when it comes to achieving many different fitness goals, be it powerlifting or not. So if, you, if you're interested in improving your physical fitness in any way, shape, or form, I encourage you to reach out. Um, Jen is a great coach and very knowledgeable, and you couldn't find someone better. So, Thanks. Yeah. Okay, should we hop into this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so we're going to start, like we said, today's going to be on visualization, meditation, and relaxation. So we'll talk anecdotally and, about some stuff that works for us. And mindfulness practices, I sure. think, is a good yeah. one, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we'll talk kind of like things that work for us, um, the way we approach it, I think is kind of important. And then we will wrap it up. We'll try to keep it fairly short today. Um, we're recording on a Saturday night because we've got a busy weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, um, do you want to get us started? Yeah, I'll start. So um, I think the first thing that we should talk about is that this should be something you can do multiple times a day. So it does not need to be a 10 plus minute practice. It can just be like sitting for an extra minute in your car to do some breathing. So Things that I try to do every day are square breathing, which is something I'm going to discuss later in the podcast. I'll tell y'all how to do it. I'll walk you through it. Um, I really have been, I've been doing nasal breathing for about two years, um, which sounds stupid because a lot of us start off nasal breathing and then we just kind of form into mouth breathers. Um, But I started really intentionally, intentionally sleeping that way. And then just incorporating that into my workouts. So I, I like to do that. Um, it's really hard in the winter because the air is really cold in your nose. But, you know, I try my best. Um, another thing I do that isn't like what you would think of as like mindfulness is whenever I pray, I start with what I'm thankful for and not what I need. So for me, what that does is it really reminds me, like, yeah, I do have needs, but I have a lot that, like, I have a lot going for me in my life, and I have a lot of things to be grateful for and thankful for, and that really grounds me, I think. Um, Sometimes I do yoga. I did yoga a lot my first few years of high school because I took three yoga classes. Um, Now I'm taking that kind of... college, right? Oh, yeah, college. Um... Now I take yoga like two times a month because there's a free class at Carleton. And then also stretching, you know, putting your phone away or putting on some good music. And stretching has been really good for me. Um, And then square breathing after my workouts or belly breathing, I guess, after my workouts. So I put my feet on a wall and Roy does this a lot too. And you breathe into your belly for like a minute. You just put your phone on a timer You can do it for longer, but that really kind of brings your body back down to that parasympathetic state after your workout so that you can start recovering. So you brought up parasympathetic state. I think we should just kind of break that down a little bit. And we won't get into like nitty gritty neuroscience type stuff, but Mm -hmm. just 
kind of like a, a surface level idea of what we're talking about when we're referring to a sympathetic state or a parasympathetic state. Your nervous system is broken up into the central nervous system, which is your spinal cord, your brainstem, and your brain, and then the peripheral nervous system. And within the peripheral nervous system, this is you can kind of think of the peripheral nervous system as like the body's link to everything happening on the outside, the outside world, whereas the central nervous system is everything within. Um, so within the peripheral nervous system, there is the autonomic, autonomic nervous system and the somatic nervous system. What we're gonna be mainly looking at is the autonomic nervous system, which can be divided into the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. So the sympathetic nervous system is what many people refer to as fight or flight. So this is when you have a lot of adrenaline, um, everything's really heightened, heart rate's up, respiration rate's up, blood pressure's up. Um, it's just, it's kind of like you're, it's go time when you're in sympathetic sympathetic state. Um, whereas with a parasympathetic state, people refer to this as rest and digest. So this is a calm state where your body is conserving energy um, and so forth. So just, we probably will bring that up again throughout this podcast. I wanna make sure you guys know what's going on there. Um, we can link a, a helpful kind of flow chart in the show notes for you guys if you are interested in that. I think it's it's pretty cool to see how all that works. Um, so should I go? Yeah. Okay. So just talking about like my personal practices when it comes to relaxation, mindfulness, etc. Um, I heard a fascinating stat that we have, as, as we have, as humans have evolved, we have gone from like six to seven breaths per minute to like 12 to 15, um, which just kind of speaks to the ins and outs of today's society where we have so much going on. Um, there's so much technology and your phone's always buzzing and it's just really, really more hectic. And we're not used to just sitting down and taking a second to just be with our thoughts. So I think acknowledging that is step one knowing that there is a, a time and place for this stuff and it is important and there are benefits to it um i've definitely neglected it in the past and meditation is something that's always been super challenging for me because when people think of meditation you think of somebody sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor going um but that's not that's not what meditation is meditation only if you want it to be it can be but meditation is just being with your thoughts and trying to slow down and just kind of like be present without having to be doing anything else um at that time so with meditation the the ideal what you'd ideally be doing is almost turning off your thoughts and focusing solely on your breathing Um, But I struggle with that. I have a really crazy go, go, go mind. So I really struggle to tune out my thoughts when I'm meditating. So something that I I try to do is when a thought does pop into my head, I acknowledge it and then I try to bring my attention back to my breathing. So you don't don't beat yourself up if when you're you try to meditate and you just can't seem to tune out your thoughts because that's totally normal. And meditation is a skill that takes time and practice and effort so you'll get better at it but don't beat yourself up if it's a struggle at first um so i got off on a tangent a little bit there but some of my personal practices um one that is pretty relevant to the powerlifting meet i just did is i we talked about 
the um, the practice of visualization and imagery in a couple podcasts ago. And so I, what I did was I wrote out a script for each of my lifts. And what you want to do with that is write down like all the steps you're going to go through before it happens in real life. And maybe even write down a few things that could possibly go wrong and then walk yourself through it. And you, when you actually do it, you will feel so much more prepared. Um, I think that one's a little bit further down the line. I think some more baseline ones that are good to start with and to implement in your everyday life are something that is critical for me is after every workout. And even if I wasn't someone who would, would go to the gym, I would still find time to make I would still make time for this because that's how important I think it is. As Jen mentioned earlier, after each of my workouts, I put my feet up on the wall and I take turn off my headphones or whatever else is going on, close my eyes, put a hand on my stomach to make sure that I'm breathing into my diaphragm instead of my chest. And I take 10 deep breaths through my nose, into my stomach, into my diaphragm. And that brings me from sympathetic to parasympathetic and just helps me relax, tells my body that it's no longer time to pump adrenaline. It's time to rest up, recover, and build build that muscle and that strength back up that I just tore down when I was working out. So that's an easy one, is to find a time during your day to just do 10 breaths with nothing else going on and focus only on your breath into your diaphragm, through your nose, and I think that's a really good first step. Um, we mentioned a lot, you mentioned nasal breathing, Jen. Why would someone want to nasal breathe rather than mouth breathe? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, so basically the gist of it is when you are breathing through your nose, it's going directly into your diaphragm. Whereas when you're breathing through your mouth, that's going into your chest, that's causing your shoulders to raise. Um, and that's going to put you in a more sympathetic state. And it's going to be a less... Uh, a less good way to use your breath. I mean, your body's going to use it less. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so we briefly paused the, po- paused the podcast because our dog just had um, a little a little outburst. Um, she farted. She, I don't know she, if you can hear it, but she farted, and then she, she got growled. mad. And it was... Yeah, anyways, so I was talking about nasal breathing and doing a really bad job of it. So, um, You got the gist of it, though. The idea is that it's more efficient. Um, There are ramifications for performance, but we won't get into that today because I think today is more about the mindfulness aspect. So um, where were we? So you're talking about... um, Just kind of what I do. Yeah. So number one, finding time for that 10 breaths, feet up on the wall. Um, I also enjoy guided meditations. Um, there are apps like Calm and Headspace um, that I have had success with, but they do have paid prescriptions. So I moved away from that personally just because it's not something that um, I have money for at this this point in time. But if you do, I would encourage you. They're really good outlets. Um, otherwise, you can go on YouTube. That's usually what I do. There are po- uh, playlists on Spotify that have some good ones. Um, Another thing that I do periodically, this isn't as much of a staple for me, but progressive relaxation. Um, I first learned that in, um, shoot, what's it called? Cognitive behavioral therapy is, that's where I first learned that. And I was very skeptical of that whole process at first, but I ended up taking a lot away from it. So um, 
progressive relaxation. Basically, you're gonna go either start at your head or start at your toes, and you're gonna create a lot of tension um, in one specific area of your body, and then you're gonna release. And at the end, yeah? Yeah, I actually have a progressive relaxation script that I'm gonna read. Okay, awesome, yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. and you'll end up feeling a great relief. I like to do this one like in bed right before I go to sleep or if I'm trying to take a nap. Um, it's super, it's, it's pretty awesome. I don't find time for it a lot, but I would highly encourage people to at least try it. Um, other things that I do, just gratitude before bed like you spoke about. Whether you pray or not, um, I think it's a great idea to just say what you're grateful for before you go to bed and acknowledge the fact that you have a lot of things that other people don't and you're blessed in a lot of ways. Um, even if it was a, uh, a bad day, um, (laughs) we'll keep it clean. Even if it was a bad day or you find yourself wishing that you had more or feeling like, I don't know, you were dealt a bad hand or something. We have so much to be grateful for. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. And I think that can put you in a great mind state before you go to bed and set you up for success when you wake up. So that and then the last couple things I have are I really enjoy foam rolling um I don't know how much this pertains to like mindfulness or meditation but I just find it really calming and it is very relaxing I'm basically you're it's like a massage that you can do on your own um so I, I like to foam roll I usually try to make time for that at least once a day um stretching it's kind of the same thing and then lastly I have a reminder on my phone that goes off Um, several times a day that just says breathe and when that goes off I try to it it, I mean obviously it depends on what you're doing but if I can I try to stop and just take a few breaths and do nothing else if I can't then I just acknowledge it it just serves as a quick reminder and a lot of times I catch myself when that reminder comes up I'm breathing through my mouth um, I'm tapping my leg I'm a chronic leg tapper um, mm-hmm. So I kind of just catch myself doing these things, and it, it's a good reminder to just slow down a little bit um, and be more kind of orient yourself to what you're what you're doing and where you are and the tasks at hand, so so on and so forth. Yeah. In terms of music, I have a music recommendation for mindfulness practices. So Dr. Jeffrey Thompson has been putting out like tracks since. 1990s I think that are like supposed to be good for your brain um something about the frequency there's a lot of science behind it but he's on Spotify and I would check that out maybe we can link that for people yeah I can I can um write down his name so just one more time Dr. Jeffrey Thompson um but yeah I would definitely suggest listening to the stuff that he has out I have just one more thing to add, and again, this isn't a direct, like, meditation thing per se, but I really enjoy reading and taking time away from screens um, periodically or especially before bed, Um, just because, I don't know, that if you're looking at a screen all day, you just kind of, I feel like a zombie sometimes, like, I feel like just going to a paperback book, like, doing, it's just, I don't know. It just switches things up and it it can be really relaxing. Um, I enjoy taking walks outside um, and getting sunlight and just like kind of seeing, I mean, we're right in the city, so there's not a whole lot of nature, but like just being around green things in general and knowing that your problems are not that big in the grand scheme of things is really grounding for me. And 
yeah, so those are some other things I like to do. Um, so it looks like next up, Jen, you are going to break down a book recommendation for us. Yeah. So for one of my textbooks this trimester is called Elevate Your Excellence, The Mindset and Methods That Make a Champion or That Make Champions. Um, I found this book to be really unaffordable, so I'm just going to read scripts out of it for everyone. But um, the author is super great. Um, she has a Ph.D. in ATC. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. That's an athletic trainer. And then her CSCS, which is strength and conditioning. She is a coach, an author, a speaker, and a researcher in the quote-unquote applied field of me- mental training and excellence. So the episode that I'm going to be referring to specifically is chapter five, which is called Play at Your Peak, Developing Relaxation and Energization Strategies. So these are strategies that can be used at any time. It does, you don't have to be an athlete. It doesn't have to be for an athletic performance. It can be uh, during games, competitions, meets, before job interviews, before a test, whenever you need help with managing your arousal levels, which I really like about the book is that she differentiates between arousal levels and you know voicing things like I'm anxious I'm nervous so it's really just thinking about how aroused you are and how you you can manage that arousal level without putting those words into your mind even though yeah you might feel nervous but saying that out loud and reaffirming it might make you more nervous so I thought that was really interesting um so she offers scripts and I'm gonna read a few of them, um, some of the shorter ones. Just one second. All right. So the script for square breathing is as follows. Begin square breathing by getting into a comfortable seated position in a quiet location. Begin to imagine the shape of a square. It can be big or small. The square can be any color you choose. Notice the four sides of the square. See all four corners. Bring your attention to the top left corner. From the top left corner, breathe around the square in a counterclockwise direction. To breathe around the square, first breathe naturally in and out through your nose. On the next inhalation, easily move your breath from the top left corner down the left side of the square. Gently pause at the corner. Smoothly exhale across the bottom edge of the square. Briefly pause at the bottom right corner. Inhale up the right side. Pause at the top corner. Exhale across the top. And pause at the other to complete the square. Continue to breathe around the square by inhaling on the vertical sides, exhaling on the horizontal sides, and pausing at the corners. So something that you could do um, is you could make a script for yourself just saying something like this and then listen to the script and just do that for a minute. That would be really helpful. Eventually, you practice lengthening the inhalation and exhalation to a four-second count. So four seconds inhaling, pause at the corner. Four seconds exhaling, pause at the corner. Um, And then you can practice the exhalation for a longer time. So four-second inhale, six-second exhale, four-second inhale, eight-second exhale. Um, That exhale is going to be what really 
gets you into that parasympathetic state. Um, other things that she recommends are, yeah, progressive muscle relaxation. The script for this one is kind of long, um, but the gist of it is it's, it's a skill that allows you to notice muscle tension and then let go of that tension. So you create tension by flexing that place as hard as you can, and then you let it go. And you're going to do that. Um, so the way she writes it, you start with both feet, calves, thighs, and hips, back, stomach, and chest or torso, both shoulders, arms, and hands, and then head and neck. So she starts with down at your feet and then all the way up to your head and neck. And then after you go through that, you just notice any spots where you still have any tension and you work that out. Um, if anybody is curious about this script, just let me know and I can send you pictures. The other thing she recommends is like music, which I've given y'all that the music recommendation that she gives basically. Um, and she also gives exercises to like amp yourself up. So before deadlifts, I get really tired. Um, and deadlifts are like the last lift of the meat. So I usually have a really hard time amping myself up there. Um, but she gives a power breathing exercise, which is basically just short inhales through your nose. Um, make sure that you don't pass out because this is a way, this is kind of like hyperventilating. Um, but it really gets your body into that sympathetic state. So yeah, I have had a really good time reading this book. And I think that it's really important for you to be able to manage and understand your arousal and how you have control over that. And that's really all um, for in, in terms of the book. Again, her name is Christina Heilman, H-E-I-L-M-A-N. And she's worked with a lot of professional athletes. Obviously, she has her own book. Um, I would definitely recommend checking her out. All right. And on to you, Roy. Um, yeah, I'll kind of transition us to wrapping things up. Um, you made a, a good point just now where you mentioned that breathing can also be used to amp yourself up and to get you into that sympathetic state. Um, I think that's another another thing to explore. Um, but another fascinating thing about breathing is that it can be a huge tool for performance. And I, when I say that, I don't just mean like knowing when to chill yourself out and when to amp yourself up, but there are breathing techniques that can actually you can use to manipulate your cardiovascular system and how much oxygen flows to your muscles so we can discuss that in a further episode if that's something people are interested in like i said we're going to keep today short and we wanted to make sure that we focus on the topic at hand Mm -hmm. but if that is something that people are interested in i've read um some research on that and i think it's it's pretty cool so let us know um yeah for sure just one other note here before we're going to start a new thing for you guys where we give some recommendations for you guys based on what we've been feeling lately in terms of music, books, shows, just kind of give you some insight into what we do with the limited spare time that we have. Um, I wanted to, again, thank Johnny for coming on last episode. That was really fun. Um, If there are people you guys would want to hear from that we can realistically get on. I'm not like we can't get Rihanna or anything, but um, 
if there yeah, are people that... she's actually my close personal friend. <laughs> if so. there are people that you guys want to hear from, let us know, because um, we would love to have more guests on, even if you want to be on yourself and you feel like you have um, something that would be worthwhile to get out to the people, then let us know. Um, with that said, recommendations. What do you want people to... One at a time, please. Okay, let's go music first. What have you been feeling lately? Uh, Okay, so I've been feeling like four songs on the new Key Glock album. What's that Um, album called? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the only 2020 album. Yeah. Um, I don't know either. Oopsies. But Key Glock, I think he's from Memphis. I first found out about him when... He just came up like on on Spotify for whatever reason. I don't know. A couple years ago, um, and the first song I heard was Russian Cream. I like that song, and Jen's right. His new album's pretty good. Yeah. Also, I've been listening to Anger Management by Rico Nasty for like a year since it like came out. It's such a good album. Yeah. Um, definitely don't want to listen to that with your parents in the car <laughs> or young children. Um, I have also been listening to, uh, What about, like, other than rap? Because I know you listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. Well, I've, lis- I've been listening to a lot of, like, country, but not new country, like Johnny Cash country. Um, and then, I don't know. I I drive a lot on Tuesday, Thursday, so when I'm not listening to a podcast i'm listening to music um a lot of janae aiko and leon bridges sam cook what about Um, what about podcasts what are some of your go-to podcasts right now i really like scary podcasts so i listen to the whole wolverine podcast which by marvel which y'all should definitely listen to i put her on yeah for the record (laughs) it was really good um Another podcast I've been listening to is called Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. So it's kind of like scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, office Ladies podcast. If you are an Office Fire. fan. Like I am an Office fan. I just bought a really embarrassing shirt today that says Dwight. Troop Farms. Dwight Troop Farms Bed and Breakfast. Um, so definitely Office Ladies um, and then I always love a good table talk episode, the Elite FTS podcast. That one's more on the lifting side. So yeah. if you don't care, don't. You, yeah, if you don't care, really don't listen to it because they go from two to four hours. Yeah, it's a lot. So, yeah, that's what I've been feeling. What about books? You read anything good lately? I I've mean, you reading... gave us the book recommendation, but have you been reading anything for pleasure? <laughs> I know well, there's not a lot of time, but... Yeah, I've been reading The Sports Gene. That's not for pleasure. It's kind of a book I've, I've chosen to read for class. But Great it's, book, though. But it's super interesting. Yeah. Um, talking about how... Really, the main point of the book is that it's somebody's hardware and the software. that So, like, you know, the things you're born with and then the things you learn mm-hmm. that are going to determine what kind of athlete you are. So, it's not just one or the other, but it's essential to have both. Yeah. So hardware being like the way you're born. What what shape is the cornea of your eyeball? Yeah. Like the, the main thing is that yeah, we can improve lots of measurables, but genetics play a role. Mm. Um but like you're saying, it's not one or the other. It's um 
it's a mixture of the two. So I, I love that book too. So I'm, I'm glad you're reading that one. Yeah, super cool. Okay. Um, do you want to go now? Yeah, or, what were about... Were you going to say TV show? Yeah, TV shows. Um, TV... Okay, I just watched The Witcher. Didn't know what was happening the whole time, but I thought it was cool. It had monsters. It had a lot of boobs in it. Um, <laughs> which could be like... And there was no penises in it. So what the heck? Um, we've been watching you. I've watched it twice. Roy is going through it for the first time it right takes now. me like months to finish a show just cause yeah. um and then um what else have I been watching I watch all those stupid Netflix shows like the game show so I watch like Glow Up and the Cheer show I don't know I used to watch or I, used to, I guess I do watch shows a lot um yeah yeah my turn? Yeah. All right. So just for the record, the new Key Glock album is called Yellow Tape. Um, that was Jen's recommendation. I'm going to go with, for music, I'm going to give you guys a couple different ones. One that is sort of like under the radar um, that I've been listening to a lot is by an artist called Jag. I don't know too much about his background, and I don't actually remember how I found him in the first place, but he's got a record called the Lauren Miller. There's both Act 1 and Act 2. Um, I've been listening to Act 1 a lot, so Lauren Miller, Act 1 by Jag. Um, that's going to be some like harder rap. I really enjoy that. Great for the gym. Um, check that out. Um, on the more like R&B side, I have been listening to Sir's album, Chasing Summer, for pretty much since it came out. That one's always always in the mix for me. I really like him. Um, and then I have one kind of like alternative one that's really out of the ordinary for me. Um, Jen hates it, but I kind of like it for some reason and I can't figure out why. But 070 Shake dropped an album. Um, I don't know a lot about their background either, but I really liked it. And I don't know how to pronounce it. It's called Modus Vivende. I know why you like it. Why do I like it? Because it sounds like Juice World, but like different but I, I basically see essentially the same thing so it's kind of like alternative r&b would be like the best way i can describe it i don't know but check it out it's different and i guess that's probably why i kind of enjoy it because it's different from what i usually listen to and then lastly for music um like I, I think i brought this up last time but i have a huge list of artists old school artists um that i want to get through their discography just to kind of like educate myself see how the music trended and i just i love hip-hop so one that I listened to this week was DJ Quick. Um, one thing I run into a lot with like older hip hop is the obviously some of the language is would be would be and is incredibly offensive today. Um, so that's one thing you got to watch out for. But this there were some great beats um, and he was a super talented guy. So I enjoyed that DJ Quick. That's Q U I K um, books. I'm still reading. Um, the Water Dancer by ta Coates. I hope I pronounced that right. I always pronounce his name wrong. But one of my favorite authors, um, Between the World and Me, is his most famous book and a, a really powerful and great book. Um, this one is different. It's a novel. It's it's fiction, but it's based on... Um, the, it, it discusses the Underground Railroad. So it's really, really interesting. And I highly recommend it. I'm not all the way through it, but I'm getting there. And... If anyone does decide to pick that up and read it, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. It was very, very interesting. Um, TV shows, like Jen mentioned, we're trying to finish you. Hopefully, we'll finish that tonight. Um, and then I really like The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher. It's super stupid, but it's it's really funny. It's pretty similar to that 70s show, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, really clever, and I, I don't know. It's kind of like 
sometimes you need that dumb show to just when when you want to turn your brain off. So that's that's what I've been doing. Um, anything else, Jen? Before we sign off. Um, no, as always, let us know if you have any questions, if you'd like us to cover anything specifically. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you to the people that like reached out and let us know what you enjoyed about the podcast. Yeah, we got some really nice feedback this week. Um, that's always welcome. Mm -hmm. We appreciate anyone who goes out of their way to listen, um, or share or leave a review that... That means a lot to us. We did, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we upgraded our equipment, so hopefully the audio's a little better now. We feel super official. Got the mics and everything. Um, we don't really know. We don't know what we're doing. How to... So <laughs> hopefully you'll bear with us, but we're doing our best. Um, all right, I think that's all we got. So we will talk to you guys next week. Deuces.